Hello, my name is Philippe Girard, a professor in the history department at McNeese State University. And I'm Rachel Zachary. I'm from the political science department at McNeese. Welcome to Your Grandma Rocks, where we explore the lives of famous women in history. Welcome and bienvenue à nos amis francophones. Vous écoutez la radio de l'Université McNeese. On the program today, music and history, as we retrace the life of a remarkable woman. She was a ballerina, an actress, and a singer. Most importantly, she was a sex symbol who was admired all over the world for her looks. Until that is, she began opening her mouth and expressing her views. And then the trouble began. Her name is... Brigitte Bardot. Along the way, we'll sample songs by and about Brigitte Bardet. We'll start with a song by Serge Gainsbourg entitled Initials BB. The title being a reference to her initials, I assume? That's correct. BB was a nickname of Brigitte Bardot. Une nuit que j'étais à me morfondre dans quelques pubs anglais de Londres, parcourant l'amour monstre de Wells, me vint une vision dans l'eau de Sels. Almeria. 
Bonjour and welcome back to Your Grammar Rocks. We just listened to Initials BB by Serge Gainsbourg. Je m'appelle Philippe Girard. And I'm Rachel Zachary. Today we're exploring the life of a woman behind those initials. On the show, we've often profiled women who overcame difficult childhoods to achieve great things in life. Gloria Steinem was left by her dad, Edith Piaf grew up in a brothel, Malala Yousafzai was shot by the Taliban. You get the idea. But Brigitte Bardot is not in this category. She was born in Paris in 1934 and grew up in a solidly upper-class background. She never lacked for money. She attended private school on a part-time basis, dedicating the rest of the week to her great passion, ballet. Her dad was an engineer, but he also loved cinema. He even made a lot of home movies starring his daughter Brigitte. So from the youngest age, she was used to working in front of the camera. That's right. She also knew the world of cinema well. Her mom was a socialite who hosted parties for movie producers, theater directors, and fashion designers. Obviously, that made it easy to get her foot in the door. Right. At the age of 15, she already made the cover of the famous fashion magazine Elle. Soon enough, movie producers began contacting her about a potential acting career. Which is how she first met Roger Vadim, a young movie assistant. Let me guess, they fell in love? Exactly. And the parents objected? Right. To be fair, she was only 15. Wow, that's young. How old was Vadim? 21, so six years older. Okay, that's not too big of a difference. Still, she was only 15. Also, don't forget that back then under French law, you were a minor until the age of 21. To cool off the affair, the parents decided to send Brigitte off to a boarding school in London. But she wouldn't take it. One night when her parents were away, she turned on the gas stove and attempted suicide. She might have succeeded had her parents not returned earlier than expected from a party. They found her unconscious in the kitchen and managed to revive her. She did have a flair for drama, but it worked. Her father relented and allowed the couple to wed when Brigitte was 18. 18 is also the year that her acting career really began. Within a few years, she had taken the world of cinema by storm. Before we get there, our second musical break. So what do you have in store for us? I figured we should listen to one of her songs. This one is about the joy of riding a motorcycle. Is there any sexual double entendre? Every single one of her songs has some sexual double entendre. And that one is no exception. Yeah. 
Welcome back. I'm Rachel Zachary, co-host of Your Grandma Rocks, your favorite women's history show on KBYS. Et je suis Philippe Girard. Vous écoutez la radio de l'Université McNeese. C'était la chanson Harley Davidson, interprétée par Brigitte Bardot. I liked it. The song reminded me of our first song. That's not a coincidence. It was written by Serge Gainsbourg, who wrote Brigitte Bardot's most famous songs. Serge Gainsbourg loves scandal, and he put Brigitte Bardot's sex appeal on full display with some edgy lyrics and sound effects. Isn't he the one who wrote Je t'aime moi non plus? Yes. You can almost hear the two singers making love in the recording studio. Well, more than almost. Serge Gainsbourg and Brigitte Bardot had a brief but intense love affair in the 60s. Wait, I thought she was married to her high school sweetheart in 52. Roger Badin? Yes, but they got divorced in 57. Uh-oh. But then she married Jacques Charrier in 59. Okay. But then they got divorced in 63. Wait, is anyone else on the list? Well, there was Gunther Sachs from 66 to 69, and then her current husband, Bernard Dormal, since 1992. Just four husbands, then. Elizabeth Taylor got her beat. Where did the songwriter fit into all that? Serge Gainsbourg, their fling was in 1967. Wait, wasn't that during her third marriage? Well, I didn't mention the lovers in my list. I tried to keep it simple. I'm starting to understand why she is considered a sex symbol, but can we go back to the narrative? I think we skipped ahead a few years here. That's correct. We left her when she first got married. That's age 18. That's when her acting career began. She had a bunch of small roles in a few years. None of them was very big, but she got to meet some of the great acting legends of her time. In one movie, she played with the famous comedian Bourville. In another, she played with Kirk Douglas of the United States. She also got to meet Marilyn Monroe, her personal idol. The two had a lot in common, especially their voice, kind of slow, pouty, and sensual. They were the two bombshells of their time, often cast as a dumb blonde. Except that neither was dumb. Or blonde for that matter. Norma Jean was a brunette. So was Brigitte Bordeaux. Marilyn Monroe really became an icon of male fantasy when she appeared nude in the first issue of Playboy magazine in 1953. Which incidentally is the same year that Brigitte had her big breakthrough at the Cannes Film Festival. She was just a scarlet at the time, but she appeared in a tiny bikini on the beach and the photographers went wild, completely ignoring more established stars like Sophia Loren. A legend was born that day. That's also the day that the bikini became fashionable. She was a big trendsetter. Her husband at the time, Roger Pradim, had been circulating the idea of a movie script for a while. It was called And God Created Woman. No one wanted to finance it. Until Bardot made her big splash at the Cannes Festival and the famous actor Kurt Jugens agreed to do the movie with her. This is the movie that made her. Basically, from the very first scene, the movie opens with an older man coming to visit her at her home. Brigitte Bardot is hidden behind some laundry, drying in the sun, but you can clearly tell that she is sunbathing in the nude. You don't see much flesh, but it's a very erotic scene. The plot was just as daring. In the movie, she was caught with a love quadrangle, with three older men competed for her attention. A love triangle was not enough. It had to be a quadrangle. And she was not shy about it. The movie made her a symbol of the sexual liberation of the 60s. She was young, independent, and completely free of any social taboo about sex. The French feminist writer Simone de Beauvoir wrote a whole essay about her, explaining that Brigitte Bardot was the first fully liberated woman of her age. She also turned Saint-Tropez, a sleepy fishing village where the movie was set, into a hot spot for the jet set on the French Riviera, and it still is. Paris Hilton goes there very often. Fun fact, the jingle that you hear at the beginning of every one of our shows is from another movie, Le Gendarme de Saint-Tropez, which is also set in that town. Doesn't she live there herself? Yes, she bought a house by the sea at a place called La Madrague, which is actually the title of our next song, the song by Brigitte Bardot. Sur la plage abandonnée Coquillages et crustacés Qui l'eût cru déplore la perte de l'été Qui depuis s'en est allé 
On a rangé les vacances Dans des valises en carton Et c'est triste quand on pense à la saison Du soleil et des chansons Pourtant je sais bien l'année prochaine Tout refleurira, nous reviendrons Mais en attendant je suis en peine De quitter la mer et ma maison Le Mistral va s'habituer à courir sans les voiliers Et c'est dans ma chevelure ébouriffée Qu'il va le plus me manquer Le soleil, mon grand copain Ne me brûlera que de loin Croyant que nous sommes ensemble un peu fâchés D'être tous deux séparés Le train m'emmènera vers l'automne Retrouver la ville sous la pluie Mon chagrin ne sera pour personne Je le garderai comme un ami Mais au premier jour d'été Tous les ennuis oubliés Nous reviendrons faire la fête aux crustacés De la plage ensoleillée De la plage ensoleillée De la plage ensoleillée And welcome back to Your Grandma Rocks on KBYS. Nous venons d'écouter La Madrague, une chanson de 1963. Je suis Philippe Girin. And I'm Rachel Zachary. Today we're covering the life of Brigitte Bourdois, the French movie star in the 1950s and 60s, and also the singer we just heard. We left her in 1956 with the release of her first big hit, Et Dieu créa la femme. That movie was not well received in France at first. The plot was considered too scandalous, and critics complained that she was not a very good actress. Or oh, a very good singer, either. But that was missing the point. She had a natural magnetism that just exploded on the screen. That movie was a big hit, especially in the U.S. It made her a global star. It also destroyed her first marriage. During the shooting of the movie, she fell in love with one of the male leads, Jean-Louis Tratignon. Her husband, Roger Vadim, who was directing the movie, quickly noticed that something fishy was going on off-camera. So he was directing love scenes between his wife and her lover? Yep. And he had it all figured out. Awkward. He sure was a free spirit. That explains her four marriages, the various suicide attempts, and her complicated love life. Did she ever have kids? One with her second husband in 1960. I wonder what it was like to grow up with your mom as a sex symbol. Not pleasant. Brigitte Bardot hated being pregnant. Quote, this was a nine-month nightmare, she said. It was as if a tumor was growing inside of me. I couldn't wait till the blessed moment when I would get rid of it. Wow, I guess she was happy when the day came to deliver the child. Well, not quite. The pain of childbirth was just horrible and she felt no connection at all to the baby. Quote, I would have preferred to give birth to a dog, she said. Then she went off to ski and she left the baby boy with her mom. She didn't raise him. Wow, she was definitely not going to win an award for the mother of the year. Did that hurt her public image? Not at all. The 60s were the peak of her career. She had one lover after another and a string of successful movies. She also found success as a singer as well. 
Everything she did was copied by other women as an example of effortless French fashion, like the bikini she wore in the canes, or in the way she did her hair in a beehive bun, or the capri pants, or the jumpers that denuded shoulders. That one's even named after her. It's called the Bardot neckline. It all fit into the same Lolita image. She was a young, barefoot, pouty-free spirit who just drove all the men crazy. And I mean all the men. The Beatles got to meet her, and they were so starstruck that they could barely utter a word. John Lennon allegedly said, quote, I was on acid, and she was out of the door. You know you're special when the Beatles are starstruck in your presence. They found her so attractive that George Harrison and John Lennon asked their wife to change their hairstyle to look more like Brigitte Bardot. Bob Dylan was also smitten. He dedicated his first song ever to her and mentioned her in another, I Shall Be Free. Are we going to listen to it? I thought of doing that, but in the show I tried to include some lesser-known songs from all over the world, so I selected a samba, originally written by the Brazilian singer Jorge Vegas. What's that about? Well, Brigitte Bardot, of course. This version is sung by Dario Moreno. Brigitte Bardot, Bardot. Brigitte Bardot, bravo. Aucune fille au monde n'est aussi sympa que toi. Brigitte Bardot, Bardot. Brigitte Bardot, bravo. Brigitte Bardot, Bardot, Brigitte Bejo, Bejo, là dentro do cinéma, tout le monde s'apobo. Brigitte Bardot, Bardot, Brigitte Bejo, Bejo. Aucune fille au monde n'est aussi sympa que toi Brigitte Bardot, Bardot Brigitte Bardot, bravo Pour toi toutes les secondes, chaque coup m'a le cœur qui bat Oh bébé, bébé, bébé Je connais beaucoup de femmes qui voudraient bien te ressembler Mais aucune n'a comme toi, ce petit je ne sais quoi Qui fait que c'est toi bébé, qui sera toujours aimé Il aurait fallu t'inventer si tu n'avais pas existé Welcome back. You're listening to Your Grandma Rocks on KBYS. I'm Rachel Zachary. Et je suis Philippe Girard. Today we are retracing the life of the French actress Brigitte Bardot. We left her in the late 1960s at the peak of her popularity. 
For a while, the worldwide rights from her movies earned France more foreign cash than the car marketer Renault. She was also selected as the model for the Statue of Marianne, the allegory of the French Republic that is in every town hall in France. That is when, after reaching the top, she decided to retire from acting in 1973. In the show, we try to profile women with extraordinary achievements. Does she fit the bill? Well, she was a sex symbol known all over the world, so yes, I guess. I get that, but she was mostly known for her looks, and what made her more attractive to many men was her image as a dumb blonde who slept around a lot. How is that empowering? I see your point. Uh, actually, after she was done acting, she began to take a more active political role. Now I like that. The it was nice to know she had a brain underneath that beehive hairdo. A big cause was animal rights. For example, she had a huge campaign in the 80s to ban the clubbing of baby seals to get their fur. And she won. That must have made her even more popular. I mean, animal rights are a popular cause. Well, not always. I remember growing up in France that my great aunt absolutely hated her. Why so? Well, Brigitte Bardot had essentially abandoned her only son, so my great aunt saw her as a hypocrite who cared more about seal pups than about her own child. Okay, I see. The style could be rough, too. Once, her neighbor's donkey had sex with her mayor, so Brigitte Bardot took it upon herself to castrate the neighbor's poor donkey without asking for the neighbor's permission. That matter actually ended up in court. How ironic. She had to be an icon of the sexual liberation in the 1960s, and now she castrated that poor donkey for a crime of being too horny? <laughs> yeah, she also launched a campaign against the way Muslims kill sheep. You mean how they slit the throat of the animal when it's still conscious? I get her point. I know it's a big part of halal and kosher rituals, but I find it really cruel. Well, there was a larger story to it. Since the 70s, the Muslim population has really grown in France and now represents over 10% of the population. As a Catholic raised in a conservative white family, she has a hard time adjusting to the new multicultural face of France. She's been known for making some pretty offensive statements about Muslims. In her view, France is being overrun by foreigners and Muslims, and she's not shy about saying it. Her fourth husband is a politician in the National Front Party. The National Front? Isn't that a far-right neo-Nazi party? I'm not sure about neo-Nazi, but it's definitely far-right, anti-immigrant, anti-black, anti-Muslim, and anti-Semitic. Brigitte Bardot has been convicted in court on multiple occasions for some of her writings against Islam. Wouldn't that fall under free speech, though? In the U.S. it would, but the notion of free speech is more restricted in France. You can be fined for making racist statements. What an interesting end to our story. Feminists love Brigitte Bardot for launching the sexual revolution. Then they wanted her to be more than a pretty face, and she began to express her thoughts. But it turned out she was not a liberal at all, and she got under fire for being politically incorrect. That is a strange life arc indeed. Time for another song? Yes, we'll listen to a more contemporary rock piece by the French band B.B. Brun. The band named after Brigitte Bardot, I assume. Exactly. B.B. stands for Brigitte Bardot. <laughs> m'appartient pas Une violente envie de descente lorsque ton bras se s'égare Mais je ne ferai point l'enfant tout cela ne m'atteint pas Des rumeurs adolescentes disent que je ne suis pas Un homme à femme et rien d'autre qu'un homme à toi Dis-moi si je dois partir ou pas Quand 
tu ne m'appartiens pas Les bras, quand je fais sautiller sa franche écrit se tire dans les graves. Convoyeur en redemande, moi je ne veux que une Le plus belle des plus belles jambes et de la place pour toi. Dis-moi si je dois partir ou pas. Bienvenue à tous, c'était Dis-moi par Bébé Brune. Je m'appelle Philippe Girard. And I'm Rachel Zachary. You're listening to Grandma Rocks on KBYS, a show about famous women from centuries past. Today we retrace the life of Brigitte Bardot, who achieved international fame as an actress and a singer, and then became a controversial spokeswoman for xenophobia. What a life. We're glad we got to share it with you. Quelle vie incroyable, en effet. This program was funded by a Juliet Hardner grant for women in the humanities. For more information about how to help finance fellowships at McNeese, contact the foundation at 337-475-5588. This program was also sponsored by the History Department at McNeese. To apply for a degree in history, or like my co-host, political science, contact the McNeese Admissions Office at 337-475-5504. Thank you and goodbye. Merci, au revoir. We will leave you with a song from the movie Viva Maria, which starred Jeanne Moreau and Brigitte Bardot. C'est toujours par deux Qu'on cherche fortune Mais blondes ou brunes À Paris font mieux Une égale deux Et deux n'en font qu'une Allez les femmes, les femmes de Paris Allez les femmes, les femmes de Paris J'en multiplie une, j'en multiplie deux. Ah, comme c'est fâcheux, qu'elles sont importunes. Dix fois, cent fois une, c'est trop périlleux. Par pitié, mon Dieu, qu'il n'en reste aucune. Allez, les femmes, les femmes de Paris. Allez, les femmes, les femmes de Paris. Allez, les femmes, les femmes de Paris. Y'en a qu'une Ah non, y'en a deux Pour les amoureux Chacun sa chacune Allez, les femmes, les femmes de Paris 